I'm Alon Ben-Mir, and welcome to another episode of On the Issues. My guest today is Abdelhamid Bilici, a journalist and editor-in-chief of the Zaman newspaper until its seizure in 2016 by the Turkish government. In this episode, we discuss Erdogan's initial rise to power and his current political prospects, the direction of Turkey under Erdogan, and what Turkey's political future could look like. You know, you've been in the in the thicket of of the events of going on in in, um, in Turkey now under Erdogan. Where do you see this is going? Where Turkey is going? Yeah, while he is still in power. Yeah, uh, I I think uh, his uh, popularity and his power is declining. And of course, he did a lot of uh, damage to democracy and to the society, to rule of law, press freedom. But uh, he he is not able to convince more and more people. So uh, the the brutality and oppression is the only thing that he can depend to survive and uh, and in addition to that due to the oppression when economy is not uh, doing right? well yeah. yeah so the oppression and economic yeah. failure yeah. Uh, makes him unpopular that's right and uh, this gives an important chance for opposition and for the people to see uh, that uh, the guy is not an option. Indeed, it is the uh, it is a recipe for failure. So, because of these things, because of the oppression, because of the economic failures, uh, he lost uh, two very important cities in the election, the last election. And yeah. now, because of that, uh, his very important partners once uh, are now separating from him and establishing their own parties, yes. both uh, the former uh, Prime Minister yes, and David the former Dola. Minister Davutoglu yes. and the Finance Minister Babajan, very yeah. prominent people yeah. of AKP, and Abdullah Gül, yes. not uh, nominally, but behind the schemes, yeah. uh, he also supports, uh, especially Babajan, as far as I know. Uh-huh. So it, it shows that uh, his damage, also huge, will be limited. So he will not shape uh, the future of the country. This is how I see. Yeah, I, I, you know the economy, of course, was a strong, a strong um, what what really kept him going, kept him in power. And I agree with you. You know, the weaker economy is his biggest problem. But as you see it, what's the prospect? of the Turkish economy to recover. I mean, what he's doing now, he's going all over, spending more money, he's in, he's going, he's in Libya, he's in, in the Balkans, he's all over building mosques. Uh, and, and, and he is, I mean, the, the country, Turkey, does not have the Kagan, a capital that he is actually... So, so what's the prospect for the economy to recover anytime soon? Uh, so I think there is no way out 
without turning back to democracy, without turning back to rule of law. So with that, uh, this is uh, oppression, more authoritarianism, uh, and uh, more uh, poverty. So Turkey uh, is not like Russia or uh, like Qatar or Iran that has immense uh, natural resources. Then yeah. you can build your authoritarianism or your autocracy on it. Yeah. So this is a, a, a very important blessing for Turkey. Yeah. If Turkey was rich in terms of oil and gas resources, yeah, this will be maybe very simple for Erdogan uh, to establish a, a dictatorship, an authoritarian regime. But he already established that. But uh, I mean, not in name, but he de facto is a de facto authoritarian dictator. I mean, as far as we can see. Yeah, I mean, uh, he uh, the, the the most important thing that he is successful at is his ability to form alliances. So now he he survives, not because of his popularity, but because of his uh, ability of forming alliances you know he formed an alliance with his ultimate enemies uh, the former deep state and some ultra nationalists are indeed the brain of the erdogan so when i uh, when i see i mean he can he can continue for a while with building such coalitions uh, such alliances uh, and uh, I don't think that uh, Erdogan has any ideology. His only ideology is to perpetuate uh, himself uh, in power. And he knows that he did a lot of uh, crimes uh, during, uh, especially his last six, uh, seven years. Yeah. So uh, a peaceful transfer of power for him is not an option, which is very bad, the, the worst thing for a country and for Turkey. So which means, uh, I mean, Turkey missed the opportunity of a peaceful transfer of power. Uh, it was last time, it was in 2015, when there was an election, and it was a, a just and free and fair election, and Erdogan's party lost its Majority. majority and equal and there Iraq. was the possibility of forming a coalition yeah so this was the last time that yeah. turkey could change democratically for better so turkey lost that chance and uh, all the options are on the table so a full-fledged dictatorship i mean a, a, a full-fledged uh, internal uh, conflict a kind of uh, explosion or implosion so yeah. the a lot of bad alternatives there, but not uh, economically successful, prosperous, I mean, internationally respected way is not an option. This is this is how I see. Yeah. So the next election is in 2023, I think, right? That's the presidential election. Do you see within the AK Party those who still support him in the AK Party? Do, do they have any? Does he have any successor? So an obvious person who might. Step in. Uh, not, not. But he he he's planning to run again in twenty twenty three. 
Uh, do you think? Uh, many people uh, think uh, that he prepares his son-in-law, who is now responsible for economy. Uh -huh. uh, but uh, he is the, one of the least popular figure yes. in Turkey. Yes. And in, even in AKP, in AK Party. Yes. So I don't think that this is a legitimate way for Erdogan to feel secure. So, I mean, uh, the most important uh, way for Erdogan would be when the er Abdullah Gül's time was up as president to swap the positions. So that would be the most secure way and a legitimate way for Erdogan to survive. To but swap, he missed what, that opportunity. What position to swap? So he could go to presidency and he could give the prime ministry to Gül. So this was uh, this was the idea yeah. of yeah. the Gül. Because of that, Gül did not object a lot of his uh, bad uh, policies and uh, ex I mean accepted a lot of uh, worse things that he he did. But uh, this could be, uh, I guess, the best option for uh, for Erdogan uh, to continue and not to be uh, touched uh, to secure his family. Uh, but he he he's losing all those uh, options now. His the immediate uh, friends are forming a party, and uh, he is uh, behaving uh, very badly against them. Uh, look at what's, what he's doing to Dautolu. Dautolu had a university. I mean, he was one of the founders of this university, which is called Shehir University in mm -hmm. Istanbul. Uh, Erdogan appointed trustees to the board and transferred the university to a public uh, state university. And just uh, this week, they appointed trustees to a, a foundation, which was again founded by uh, Dautolu who was uh, very uh, famous uh, with their, their scholarly uh, efforts mm -hmm. and nothing to do with politics. Mm -hmm. So even the Erdogan appointed trustees to the board of that little uh, foundation. And uh, so this means that uh, Erdogan is not open uh, to any option that he is out or he could accept any transfer of power. Uh, so uh, the situation for, for such a country is not that promising, of course. Not, it doesn't make me optimistic. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, I'm still puzzled as to why he made this shift going back now five, six years ago when he was, you know, undertook so many reforms, wonderful reforms, economic, social, political, um, move toward integration into the EU. Um, I mean, we thought, like what you've been saying all along, that Turkey would, be, would present a model of Islamic democracy, especially in the wake of the Arab Spring. And, and then everything turned... So what do you think his motivation was, other than being just being a dictator, just being uh, authoritarian? Is there anything else in your, from what you understand, of your understanding of what's uh, happening there? You know, uh, as a political scientist, 
I'm a student of political science. I did not study journalism, but political science. I know that there are few rules in political science. One of them is power dynamics. Yes, of course. So power corrupts, and the absolute power corrupts absolutely. So it's still, I'm also trying to answer that uh, return from a democratic path to an autocratic, to a dictatorial uh, way. And why Erdogan did that? Uh, I mean, uh, one of the very important reasons is the power. You know, when you stay in power long time, you lose your uh, sense of uh, control, self-control. So this is this is very important dynamic. And when you stay in power, you got corrupted. So I think the main reason for Erdogan to switch from a democratic way to an authoritarian uh, path is uh, his uh, getting too corrupt to survive in a democratic free society. So you know, uh, there's a very uh, a very important and a good friend of mine who is also in j- uh, jail now, Ahmed Altan. Uh-huh. Ahmed Altan had a very nice, elaborate uh, one sentence summarizing uh, this uh, the answer to your question. He said uh, Erdogan uh, decided uh, or preferred. Uh, to be billionaire and to be to to gather to collect uh, wealth and money to himself and to his family to becoming a model uh, leader of a, a muslim democracy so he preferred to uh, obtain a lot of wealth to be a nice exemplary a leader for the for the whole Muslim world, and uh, when uh, he preferred that way, so when you are corrupt, uh, you don't like to have an independent media, you don't like to have an independent judiciary, and you don't like a full-fledged democracy. So you need to protect yourself. So when we go to uh, 2013. The corruption investigation. Uh, Erdogan in in that day had two options: either to go to court and respond uh, allegations, uh, if he is guilty, go to jail; uh, if not, continue. But the second option was to destroy democracy, mm-hmm. judiciary, and free media to su- sustain himself in power. So Erdogan picked the second option. But the core is the corruption. So when you are not corrupt, that corruption investigation would not happen. And you would not have that two die options, you know, mm-hmm. either to pick democratic way or to go to uh, to jail. So, it, so this is, this is uh, I mean, so uh, on top of them, you could have this uh, ideological camouflage ideological cover of Islamism. I don't think that Erdogan is interested sincerely in the idea of Islamism. So all the things so, so are, are covered in my yeah. view. Yeah, he's basically used Islam as a tool by which to promote his agenda. Exactly. To, yeah. to fool people, yeah. especially the conservative yeah. people, yeah. In, the, in Turkey and yeah. around the Muslim world. Yeah. 
So that is the purpose of his all uh, Islamist agenda. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the same token, though, he's still trying to push Turkey, you know, trying to, as I see it, reviving elements from the, of the Ottoman. That's, you know, he... I once, David Dollar told me, I, I keep saying this, going back a couple of years ago more, he said, you will see in 2023, before he left, more than three years, more than two years ago, uh, that Turkey will have the same influence as the Ottoman Empire had by, nine, by 2023. So, do you feel that, that uh, Erdogan is actually seeking to further expand, uh, he obviously is seeking to expand the influence of Turkey. How is that consistent with his personal ambition? I think, this, I think his uh, foreign policy uh, steps uh, are very much related to his domestic uh, politics. So uh, his incursion to Syria is the result of his new alliance with the ultranationalists. His fight against Kurds is part of that uh, result of that alliance. Mm -hmm. So his uh, agenda of Ottomanism is also uh, very similar to his uh, misuse of Islam. You know the the idea the Ottoman uh, history is very popular in the minds of uh, common Turkish people. So whoever says positive things about the revival of Ottoman Empire or going back to these glorious days, you would get some uh, credit for that. So Erdogan, I, I don't think that is uh, has a, any idea or utopia of expanding Turkey's influence. So he is using those steps for his domestic I popularity. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you look at the results, you see that uh, at the end, Turkey gains nothing. But only losers. Look at the, the, you know, Erdogan promised to conquer Syria. So when we look at objectively what we had at the end of five, six, seven years. So uh, now Erdogan, uh, the Turkish, whole Turkish policy in Syria is uh, dependent on Russia. Of course. And now yeah. Turkey uh, was trying to get rid of the Assad regime. Now he became, the Erdogan became the strongest ally of Assad's allies. But the Turkey is standing with uh, Russia and Iran, and Iran which course, is not yeah. a success, you know. Yeah. When you make the full circle uh, switch from uh, the, the position that you had in the beginning, to the opposite position, this is not a success. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, he used to be very close with Bashar. Yeah. Bashar, I said. And, and what, else, what else Turkey yeah, got? Turkey yeah. got 4 million Syrian yeah, refugees yeah, yeah. and uh, lost a lot of economic, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, opportunities. And, you know, th that started from the day that uh, Turkey, uh, the Erdogan and Davutoglu, indeed, made the decision using Turkey's soft power, from using Turkey's soft power to Turkey's hard power. Mm -hmm. You know, when Turkey was uh, transforming economically, democratically, it was an important source of inspiration for whole Muslim world. That's right. And it yeah. was very 
positive among the people and among the regimes. So look what happened. When Turkey uh, get away from this policy, instead of that focused on changing regimes, using military, supporting jihadis, yes. etc., and yes. taking sides in the internal conflicts of the Middle East. So from that day onward, Turkey is losing its popularity, That's right. losing its yeah. wealth, and losing its prestige. So this is, I don't know, but since Erdogan controls media, uh, 90%, 95% of the media, Erdogan is able to portray, to sell these grave failures yeah. as if he is conquering uh, the Middle East, as if he is the Sultan of the Middle East. So this is the problem. So, I mean, if there is a real media, they would show Turkish people That's that right. whole Syrian effort is yeah. total catastrophe. Yeah. Okay. Not a success. Yeah. And so the idea of going uh, to Libya is just repeating the uh, same failure. Yeah, yeah. In Somalia. In Libya, Somalia, Libya. everywhere. So, yeah. I mean, I, I believe that Turkey has an important role to play in the Middle East. It has a huge history. I'm proud of with a lot of parts of that history. But it, this is not the way. I mean, Turkey should first focus on its own transformation to make peace with itself, with the with the Kurds, with Alawites. Of course. To be a good democracy and to be a successful economy and then could have a positive impact on the region. One final question, unfortunately, because we're running a little late. Where do you see it's going? Like if you were to project for the next two, three, four years, where do you see Turkey is going? Yeah, I'm very sure that this there is no exit for that Turkey under that kind of an administration. So uh, domestically, uh, politically, economically, socially, everything is uh, will will go and crash to a wall. I don't know when this crash will happen, but there is no way out. So uh, I hope that. Uh, Turkey corrects this uh, way and uh, back go back to uh, normal yeah. before it is too late and before uh, a lot of uh, destruction. But who is going to do that? So, I mean, uh, uh, this is what makes me a little optimistic. The opposition uh, is uh, getting, getting, stronger. Uh, getting stronger. Yes. And uh, the support to Erdogan is not increasing from 40% to 50%, from 50% to 60%. Erdogan never was able to convince 50% of yes, Turkish sure. society, yeah. and the, his very stable 50% is decreasing every day yeah. because of these mistakes. Yes. So uh, Turkey, Turkish people will never accept a full-fledged dictatorship because Turkey had a huge experience of democracy, you know, for 200 years of modernization, westernization. So uh, I think uh, the, the economy will not help Erdogan. Turkey doesn't have, as I said, yeah. uh, resources to finance a dictatorship. Uh, so finally, I think common sense uh, will prevail. And a lot of those problems that we are witnessing in Turkey now, from economy to diplomacy, 
will be solved easily if we turn from one man rule to a legitimate uh, rule yeah. of law, a legitimate democracy. Most of the problems uh, will be yeah, solved yeah, but, easily. Yeah, but yeah. and I, I'm, 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 I don't think think that Turkey is a hopeless, a lost case. No, I don't think it's hopeless, but it's going to be a while. I mean, uh, unless he loses, hopefully, the election in 2023, I mean, still, at least there is an election. I mean, that's the, we might save Turkey in 2023. If, if the opposition parties get stronger and be able to muster more than 50%. But the most important thing is to understand the dynamic yeah. that uh, for the Western world, for the democratic world, uh, to support Turkey, Turkey's democracy, is not just a humanitarian cause, it is also a strategic cause. As Turkey loses, as Turkey drifts from democracy, it gets away from democratic world. It gets away from NATO. It gets closer to Russia, closer to but Iran, is, China. this is already happening. So, but the important thing is to understand that the Turkish people still aspires for democracy, for human rights, for rule of law, for free press, and that should be supported, not just for humanitarian reasons, but for strategic reasons as well. So there is an overlap of humanitarian causes and strategic causes. So Turkey should be democracy in order for it to stay as a NATO member, as part of European alliance, as part, part of democratic world. No, I, this is a given. The question is, how do you bring this about? As long as he is in power, that's not going to happen. And um, and then unless you have a fair and free election, um, whenever that election is going to happen, 2023, whatever. So, I uh, mean, at least the, the Western capital should not continue legitimizing uh, a brutal leader who is oppressing his people. Well, that's, that's a different subject because the yeah. you know, European community needs Turkey for different reasons. It's the hub of energy, much of, much of the... Energy from the Middle East is going through through Turkey. I mean, this is the bridge. It's it's got it's got cards to play with. Yeah, Turkey is a and good then it's ticket, got, and it's got the refugees. He can unleash them whenever you know if he wants to. But it's, that that way of thinking brought us here. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't help. No, I know, but this so is Turkey a, was better five years ago in of terms course. of it is international standing. Of course, we, today it's worse. Yeah. So that way of thinking is not correct. And that was started by Obama and Merkel, and it did not help. You know, uh, I still, I, I, he obviously cannot live forever. So uh, the change is going to happen. The question is... And the is, change should be coming from the within. Turkey. From within, that's my point. It's, yes. a, it's not the outside, you know. He's basically not paying any attention to the EU. He's not paying, a, he needs the EU. He's utilizing his, for example, membership in NATO, closeness to the EU. He's utilizing it for his personal, for, for his Turkish advantages. But this is not going to last. I mean, the relationship today is broken. Every European person I speak with, they feel Turkey is, is pretty much um, a hopeless case unless Erdogan leaves first. Erdogan is using Turkey as a ticket for his survival. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I wish we could continue this, but it was a great. I really think what you said was very important. Yeah. 
Thank you for listening to this episode on the issues. You can find this podcast on my SoundCloud page. And stay tuned to my social media accounts for the latest analysis and announcements.